And it is time for WWE Money in the Bank 2019. The predictions here on SCW. Uh, myself, Steve, joined here with James. We're going to be talking everything WWE. And, of course, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view is this Sunday. We've got all the matches. We're going to go from top to bottom. Uh, and we're going to be giving our picks of who we think are going to beat the Money in the Bank winners as well as the other matches as well. So without further ado, before we get into anything, make sure if you're watching on YouTube to please subscribe to the channel right now. Keep up to date with everything going on. You could be listening in podcast form as well, SCW, the wrestling channel on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. We'll throw a selection on the bottom of the screen for you if you're watching on YouTube of where you can follow us and link in the description on the podcast as well. We can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. The list is endless. But um, enough of the plugs. We're going to go straight into Money in the Bank. But first off, James, how are you feeling? I'm very good, Steve. It's um, it's nice weather here in the UK, which is always good. So that brightens up anyone's day. But also with Money in the Bank coming up uh, this weekend, it's um, interesting times in the wrestling world. It certainly has. It's been a very interesting few weeks. We've had quite a lot of ups and downs getting here, but um, certainly is uh, always an exciting event of the year. I think it really feels like these three are big four. This is now kind of a big five now. This is almost one of the real important pay-per-views of the year. Uh, we really have the ability to make a new star here with perhaps even two stars with these Money in the Bank ladder matches. And uh, it feels the last couple of years we've, we've kind of had almost a failure from WWE in this. We had, obviously, Braun Strowman, found with the cash-in last year. Um, Baron Corbin, the year before, actually found as well with his cash-in. Uh, I think it's important in the men this year that uh, that we perhaps get a successful one and also perhaps someone that, that holds the case for a lengthy time. Would you agree? I, I definitely think we need a successful one. Um, like you say, considering this is probably one of the top events now, I would say, in, in the course of um, the calendar year for wrestling, um, to have... The last two men's matches come with without any reward, really. Is um, seems a bit poor, really. But um, I, I'm I'm not too worried about how quickly either the the male or the female winner cashes it in. I just think it needs to be a successful cash in. Yeah, I agree with you as well, and hopefully um, we're going to get some uh, some decent competitors winning and get, get some decent matches out of it. But we're going to go through the card from top to bottom, and like any pay-per-view, we should always start with the kickoff, which surprisingly is not the Cruiserweight title. But this must be a, a first in a long time we've not got the Cruiserweight Championship currently listed as a kickoff match. So we'll be talking about that later in the video if you were looking forward to that one. I'm sure one or two maybe somewhere out there were. Uh, but uh, what we are going to be talking about is uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions at Daniel Bryan and Rowan, an interesting team being formed together since we were last uh, here discussing on SCW, are going to be taking on the Usos, who of course are part of Monday Night Raw. So um, we've had the wild card situation thrown here, and we've kind of almost got a wild card tag team match made here. Of course, as, as Big E tweeted uh, not long ago, everybody loves rematches. Um, this match was done recently on SmackDown Live. We are getting it here once again, but it is a kickoff match, and it should uh, I think be a decent hot opener to get the crowd on side before we get into the pay-per-view. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, forgetting about what's happened just recently with the Usos, which has been, seems a bit of a joke really on Raw, uh, with, between them and the Revival. Um, them versus Brian and Rowan. I mean, Brian on his own will be, you know, top draw for, for kickoff. Um, whether he's 100% yet, I don't know. Um I know he's been involved in a couple of matches, but maybe this is a bit of protection for him. That's what I was thinking the other day about him being involved in the tag division for a little bit. 
I'm not sure just how serious this injury that he supposedly got after Mania or from Mania um, has affected him. But maybe this just keeps him a little bit safer, having him in tag tag team wrestling for a, for a stint. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll come away still with the belts, to be honest with you. I, I can't see the benefit of the Usos, who, who arguably are the better tag team. Um, I can't see the benefit of them holding the SmackDown titles when they've already drafted over to Raw. And this wild card thing for me is a bit bizarre. But um, yeah, if, if we're going to predict how that's going to go for me, it's it's uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan win. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, certainly for me as well, looking at this, you, like you say there, the, the wild card thing, and we could talk about that very quickly. It's something I was going to try and bring up later in the video. And like you say, it's been very bizarre the way it was thrown up, and there are some good and some bad things that can come from it. And arguably one of the good things that could come from this is if someone comes from the other show and wins a championship, uh, you arguably kind of go, well, what's the situation with these superstars? And you sort of start to have that unpredictability factor. And, and that part of it is a successful idea. The only thing for me that really makes this an unsuccessful idea is that we've had the Usos on both are on SmackDown for the last two weeks. We've had the Miz on both shows for the last two weeks. Same with Shane McMahon and Elias. Uh, and we've had other people cross over. And then you see these other guys in the mid-card who just aren't getting any TV time at all. And for me, that just kind of makes you feel like almost, well, we're getting these superstars that are probably being shoved down our throats again. This is the, the fear factor. And, of course, you understand it from a ratings perspective uh, and perhaps maybe the fact that WWE is going to be split on two different broadcasting stations that they probably think, well, hang on, we need Roman Reigns on our channel. We need it on, on that side of WWE. And almost the pressure to end the brand split. And to end it would be a really bad thing, in my opinion, for WWE because there's so many talents that so many people will get lost and there would be nowhere to go for them. Um, but at the same time, you look at it and say that there is going to be a number of talents when you have so little of TV time, really, when you think about it. it, it I mean, there is five hours. It's a lot of time to fill. But for the amount of superstars they've got, it's not enough to keep everybody on TV. And it's certainly not enough time to keep everybody happy. Yes, like we mentioned a minute ago, it's enough time to embarrass the revival every week. But um, it's not enough time to get people great talents like Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander. Um, those guys are not finding TV time. And in fact, Apollo Crews, who has just moved over the SmackDown Live from Raw, had to come to Raw to get TV time this week. Makes no sense whatsoever when you look at it from that perspective. The Riot Squad, perhaps being repackaged, not been on TV at all since the shakeup. There's lots of superstars that are currently experiencing what catering is like. And that really is not a good thing for WWE programming, especially when you look at the talents that are being heavily forced down our throats. You could argue that perhaps maybe someone like Roman Reigns, is, who's had a very mixed reaction um, over his career, is going to go to start to lean towards that again. He's been cheered recently. And we could even argue someone like Becky Lynch. Of course, now she's got all the wave of momentum in the world. But would it be an argument to say that if she's on TV twice a week, every week, that she's going to become stale pretty quickly? It, oh, exactly, Steve. And, and don't get me wrong. I, I imagine fans of SmackDown and fans of Raw will want to see talent from the, uh, the opposite brand. But let's be honest, most fans these days watch both, whether they're watching it live in the States or they're watching it on on TV, so you know the, you you're still seeing both both brands anyway. It's not like it has to be that they appear on both. And you know it it brings questionable things. If you look into it a bit further, you know Survivor Series that was supposed to be 
the the event where you have the cross brand matches you have you know and that that's a build to that if this becomes the norm survivor series isn't actually going to be that interesting um because a lot of these will have probably already fought each other i believe we've got another event we we talked about before i think you mentioned it on last week's show maybe that an event's been re rebranded or renamed yes so we've got stomping grounds coming in uh, june well, to me, I mean, I don't know it for sure yet, but to me, Stomping Ground seems a little bit along the same lines of a rival between two brands. It may not be, um, but, you know, it, it's, it, it could easily go down that sort of cross-branded um, event as well. Um, so you, you, you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned some of the talents there, Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander there's probably a whole host of other wrestlers that we haven't mentioned but that have have come up and not really had the rub of the ground i mean we've had mojo rowley um shoved down our throats for weeks now and he's he's only just now starting to get a little bit of tv time which i mean it's it's painful like you know to to have to are, are things that bad that they're having to to do this to to keep the viewer ratings up i mean it's it's interesting it's, it's you know with a time where AEW are, are now starting to make big big noise you know to, i think it was today that the tv package deal has been agreed now with tnt um you know they're, they're going to start i mean that some of the names that they're going to be getting i mean john moxley aka dean ambrose you know that's they reckon that's been leaked now because of um the former Jack Swagger, um, Dan Hager, is that his name, or Jack Hager? Um, he supposedly let that one out of the bag. You know, th- there's there's loads going on, and, and AEW must be laughing, really, because they'll be able to snap some of these people up. Yeah, and it seems that a lot of talents would be interested to go in that direction. They like the idea of healthy competition. If they're not happy in WWE, I mean, there's lots of other names that we like to say we've not mentioned there, some that perhaps are trying to get away from the company. I mean, we mentioned the Revival earlier on, Luke Harper being another, Sasha Banks. There is a, a number of talents that perhaps for the grass is greener on the other side. So very interesting there where you mentioned the wild card brawl there, and especially the fact that you said there as well with Survivor Series. would be interesting to see what they do with that later this year. Stomping Grounds, I agree with you. And But a question I would say to you is, with this wild card brawl, um, would it actually save WWE, uh, this idea, if they did have Raw versus SmackDown as a rivalry going forward throughout the calendar year, would it make things more interesting in the wildcard Raw? I mean, it, it would, but then the only issue we've got at the moment is there's no one really leading each brand. So when this split, this the latest um, brand split happened, it was all about competing and who was going to be the A, a brand. Um, and you had Stephanie and Kurt, I think, to start with, mm. and and obviously you had Shane and Daniel Bryan, um, and it was interesting, and it was all about being the better brand, and and there wasn't this crossover. You never saw, uh, or if you did, it was very rare, but and it usually was to promote the own brand. But now we've got you know Shane's on both brands fighting the Miz. You know this week we've had Miz TV on Raw with Roman Reigns and then Roman Reigns with the Miz. You know to kick off SmackDown. Mm. Shane's been on both popping up because he's in a feud with the Miz and Roman Reigns to some extent. You know Stephanie's nowhere to be seen. She's I don't I can't remember the last time I saw her on TV. Um, there's not a general manager as far as I'm aware on each brand now. So it's 
to, to me, it was at its best when it was very much one 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 brand competing against the other. Um, at the moment, it's 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 not that way, and it's it, I, I think it could become quite stale. Yeah, it could do. And the thing is, as well, we hear that it's like four talents on each show per show. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, SmackDown this week had six. Uh, so the counting is going a bit off as well. I had the Usos down, The Miz, Ricochet, uh, Lacey Evans, and Sami Zayn. So, I mean, they're already breaking their own rules already that there's supposed to be repercussions for the people that turn up after the fourth, which is uh, very strange. We'll have to wait and see how that will play on Raw. But um, I suppose, I mean, with the wild card factor, we currently at the moment need more convincing, it seems, that this is going to be something that's going to work going forward. But we have a wild card style match in. You've gone with, with Daniel Bryan and Rowan there to pick up the victory at the pay-per-view. I agree with you personally. I think that the same result is going to come from this. Um, and at the moment, I just feel like you say, Daniel Bryan, he seems to be protected at the minute, but they need to build up this SmackDown tag team division. Uh, Raw at least has some tag teams at the minute um but i mean smackdown seems to be lacking and i mean this would be a creditable start for daniel bryan and robin as a team before they perhaps move on to the likes of i don't know maybe downgrading dare i say to, to the likes of heavy machinery that's probably where we're gonna see this go although i must say that a vegan daniel bryan against the steak and weights kind of combination we've got a little bit of interest there for promos perhaps but uh match quality i'm, I'm not so sure but um we'll have to wait and see but uh, we, we, we've we've covered the wild card pretty well there uh, so it saves us having to go to that one a bit later on but uh, we've dealt with the kickoff as well shall we head to the main card and we're going to start yeah. we mentioned roma reigns quite heavily uh in in the last minute or two so let's talk about him versus elias um Definitely not going to be a main event match. There is a potential it could even start the pay-per-view. We'll have to wait and see. But um, for me, personally, I'm going to take this one on the lead to begin with. I, I feel really... Elias has done a good job here in his role. Um, he has been kind of built up a little bit as he's going to be the, the biggest acquisition in SmackDown Live history. Be interesting to see where he'll go after this program. But it feels like that he's the first person that's going to be fed to Roman on the blue brand. Would you agree? Yes, I do agree. And uh, with everything that you said there, I think what's been nice with Elias is we've seen a lot more ring action uh, from a wrestling standpoint rather than him just playing guitar and then having a little scrap afterwards, which which tended to happen on Raw. And it seems like that's the route that they're going down with him on SmackDown. Maybe after this, we might see him start doing a few more songs again. But yeah. what what is interesting is that they've put him straight in they're, they're building him up to be the biggest acquisition, but we all know Roman Reigns is. And to have him as your first feud on SmackDown and be aligned with an authority figure in chain is um, strong booking for Elias, I think. I, I would expect Roman to win, but, but if they wanted to keep this side of the feud going, because I think this is potentially going to lead somewhere down the line to a Shane and Roman match, because, you know, Shane can, can't keep out of the ring. Um it wouldn't surprise me if there was maybe a bit more of an extension and we could see this leading to SummerSlam, potentially with Roman and Shane. Would be interesting if it was dragged out that far, but I, I agree with you. I think the direction from this will be Roman and Shane going forward. Um, the, the question is then, does, does Elias get forgotten about or is he going to be still the, the guy that's going to be helping Shane along the way? Uh, it's still be interesting to see how Elias is going to be played out throughout the next sort of few months on SmackDown Live. Um, just quickly before we um, go on to continue with Roman and Shane, do you think it's kind of uh, uh, imperative for Elias that he is given some sort of championship or something during this calendar 
year. It feels to me that this could be a make or break year with Elias makes it or doesn't in WWE as as a as a, a potential top star down the line. Yeah, I, f- I agree. Yeah, I think um, we've obviously got the um, IC title now on uh, SmackDown with with yeah. Finn. So um, potentially down the line, I mean that wouldn't be a bad feud. Finn Finn and um, Elias on on the SmackDown side for the IC. So I, I I thought there was a period of time when he was on Raw when he could have easily been in that top bracket. He was starting to build some real momentum towards it, and then it kind of just tailed off a little bit. So yeah. I think he does need that little bit more of a build. But what better way to start than with with brains, I guess. Yeah, certainly it's a big program to be put in. You would probably argue it's it's kind of an honour in in WWE in, the, in this modern stage and. Uh, you know, to be to be put there, that that does put your name in headlights. Uh, you know, exactly. uh, so we have to wait and see how it will play out. But um, yeah, we mentioned there that we expect Roman and Shane to be a program going somewhere further down the line, and of course, for that to happen, that means that Shane needs to finish his program with the Miz. So uh, we've got a steel cage match here. This has been built up over a number of weeks. Um, I would say that um, this has been uh, something now that needs to finish. But I think yeah. it's been a decent enough program. I think it's kind of become stale over the last week or two. But I have, for the whole, enjoyed this program. Would you agree with that with Shane and Miz? Yeah, I mean, because we all kind of didn't see the the Shane turn coming. We all thought it was obvious that the Miz was going to turn on Shane. So I agree. I think we spoke about it around Mania time where I kind of felt it didn't... I mean, <laughs> Not that it didn't have the right build, because we saw it come in. It maybe it was a little bit short, but you forget that where it came from and and what it was building to for me was the best in the world. Um, that's kind of been put to one side a little bit, which I don't mind. Um, yeah. That for me was just to get the the brand away from or the title away from um, CM Punk. So, um, but where it's gone, I thought a line had been drawn under it when Shane started feuding a little bit with um, Roman and getting Elias involved. So I, I thought that was a line under him and the Miz and the Miz going over to Raw. It's obviously been brought back into it again and, and a cage match is probably a good way to call it at the end of that feud. And, and for me, it's a, it's a Miz win in that as well. Yeah, I feel that this one has to be a Miz win now. Um, it feels that uh, almost now that this... They need to move on, and the way for this to move on, Miz is the one that needs the revenge, not Shane McMahon here. So unless we want to carry this on further and further, especially when we have the wild card rule as well, there needs to be an area where these two now can not feel the need to have to jump brands every week, because otherwise we will be wasting one jump every week on these two guys. So uh, I, I agree with you. I think the Miz is going to come away with a win here. I think there is perhaps a potential that we could see some interference within the steel cage match. I know they say that people can't get in, but we all know that they can. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if the, if the B team make another appearance in, in some form. They have not in this week been involved with Shane McMahon, but they have been in, in the build-up with this. Elias will be focusing on Roman Reigns, so they're going to need a different area of where um, they can get that interference. So I think the B team could be a potential interference. And also, we'll be the kind of team that it's not going to hurt because the Miz would still overcome them, so they wouldn't necessarily be any more buried than they already have been on programming. So um, I, I agree with you. I think I think the Miz is getting the W here and we'll, we'll be able to go to a new program on Raw. Do, do you, question for you, Steve, Steve, is do you see the Miz's dad anywhere involved in the match? Well, we did tease this at WrestleMania time if there could be a potential that the, the, the Miz's dad would actually cost the Miz. Um, 
it certainly would would have some interest in there. But I'm I don't know. I kind of feel that now we we need to draw a line under this. And although in the old days I kind of feel like that would have been a potential something that could happen, um, I I just kind of feel that this will be the last pay per view with these two. I, I don't see it going further forward. So. I'm going for for a finishing chapter, but if you would ask me for intrigue and some interest, I definitely. Everyone seems to love the Mrs. Dad being involved. The amount of gifts and and all sort of you know things that put on with him on on social media are hilarious, and um, it certainly would get people talking if he was to cost them is the match. But I think the place they should have done that would have been WrestleMania, because um, I think that at that point that would have had the the best impact of reaction. I don't feel that. Uh, He's not been on TV for a long time now, Mrs. Dad, so I would be surprised if he was there on, on this occasion. But, hey, we never know. We'll have to wait and see what comes along. Um, certainly is uh, an interesting program, and uh, mm-hmm. it's to see where it will go next. Um, yes. But where we're going to go next is the WWE Cruiserweight Championship match because we couldn't leave it too long into the video to do this one before we'd end up forgetting it. Uh, Tony Nese defending against Aria Davari in what has to be described as... Is, does it need to be on pay-per-view? Um, it's not a match that does anything for me, unfortunately. Um, James, does it do anything for you? No, not to... It, it's really... It's such a shame, really, because I feel like they've lost the two biggest stars of 205 Live um, in Alexander and Murphy. Um, obviously, they lost a few last year as well with um, Ali... Um, and I think there was a couple of others as well that might have moved around, but it feels like this is one of their matters. This to me is tea break. Go and grab yourself something to eat or go mm. to the loo. You know, it's it's such a shame, really. I, I've not seen any of 205 Live since, so you might be able to enlighten me on how that's been as a, as a, as a brand. Um, but but they, they needed to bring some, some fresh faces into that brand for me from NXT, from NXT UK, um independence you know look look outside the box a bit because they can't rely on on the slim brand uh, slim roster that they've now got on that brand for me it just seems that a lot of the talents that they have left are the talents that are not sadly going to get to the main roster and not going to get anywhere unless they really repackage a lot of these people and they, they've tried to with Tony needs to repackage him because he is the premier athlete he is a decent in-ring competitor. There's no, we're not going to take away the, the in-ring work, um, but it's just someone like him had lost too many matches. Davari had lost too many matches. They've been on a good streak in 2019. Davari has not lost a match on television since his return. He was out for a long time with injury. Um, this is now the champion, and he's, he's done, you know, not lost the match. He's done kind of well since he's been the champion. But um, we mentioned there about the, the NXT UK guys, and they were brought in for the UK shows this week. Um, and of course, um, they always like to merge it on those ones. So obviously they, they get a chance to perform in front of the UK crowd. Uh, ironically enough, though, we had a fatal four way with three English guys, uh, Jack Gallagher, uh, James Drake, and I'm to the last one, Mark Andrews. Uh, and they were against uh, Humberto Cabello, which I'm not sure if I've said that correctly, but of course, he was the guy that wins the match. So the three English guys that are in it, they all lose. Then we get Leguero against Tony Nese. And, of course, Tony Nese goes over. So uh, great to get those guys on the brand. But if they're not going to win, they're not going to seem creditable. So that's definitely not a way to fix the brand. But um, I agree with you. I mean, I know there's been some recent signings uh, in NXT. We, of course, DJZ has signed uh, for Impact Wrestling. Uh, we've got Trevor Lee, a potential that these guys could come in at some point. Kushida, I mean, I think he'll be too big for 205 when it comes to him coming to the main roster. 
but there is some guys there that, that you could freshen that talent pool up a little bit. Uh, and I, I, I'm sure people would, would go mental at hearing the idea of it, but Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunn, those guys would be would add some credibility to that brand and would get you watching. Of course, if they start losing to guys currently on that brand, it wouldn't help them. Um, but um, I agree, we definitely need some freshening up. But um, looking at the match itself, like you say, yeah, stick the kettle on. Um, maybe, you know, I don't know. You, you have, if, you, if you position your breaks right, that, that's the match you take your break. But I think Tony Nese is going to pick up the win here. I, for me, it's got to be a, a Tony Nese win. I, I think he hasn't held the belt that long. We haven't seen, well, to my knowledge, we haven't seen any defences of it just yet. So, um, uh, yeah, it, it'd be sensible, I think. I don't think Afari is a big enough name at the moment to, to hold it. And Tony Nese built his way up to, to winning the title from uh, Buddy Murphy. So, so let him run with it a bit longer for now. Yeah, I would agree with you. Until we have someone that's, that's built up enough, um, that, that will have some credibility. I, I agree with you. Um, I do think that uh, Tony Nese will uh, retain the Cruiserweight Championship come money in the bank. Uh, next, we'll look at the United States Championship match. We've got Samoa Joe defending against Rey Mysterio. Uh, the last time we did one of these prediction videos, we probably spent longer on the prediction than the match itself. So uh, I don't know if we should keep this one short or sweet or not, but um, what I would like to talk about with this match is uh, the uh, use of um, Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic. Uh, apparently he seems to have uh, agreed terms with WWE. He seems to be uh, uh, going to be involved with storylines here going forward. Uh, it be interesting to see how long it'll be till he's involved with matches as well. But um, he's played his role quite well in this, I think, with Joe and Ray. Definitely. It's still it's still very strange, though, seeing him. I don't know about you, but he's still, although he's now, it looks like he's about six foot tall now, he, mm. he still looks like a child. So yeah. the thought of him actually physically being involved in a wrestling front is um, still seems a bit bizarre. But you're right. I think what he has done, which has been minimal, but, but enough to get noticed, I would say, mm. um, has, has been decent. Um, and the way they've built him into this story does seem very old school WWE. I mean, we've had, you know, when, you know, the late Eddie Guerrero was about, we had the whole similar sort of storylines then going around um, about whether he was his son and things like that. So, you know, the, the, what happened this week on, was it was on Raw this week, wasn't it, where Cesaro said to him, um, yeah. You know, he does look a lot like Samoa Joe, and he's a lot yeah. taller than you, Ray, and all that. Which, which to me was funny, but speaking facts, really. I mean, with regards to his height, I mean, he is twice the size of his old man. So, yeah. um, as for the match itself, I'd, I'd say it's probably. Well, I'd like to think it's going to be a longer match. I do think we're going to see Dominic involved somewhere. Um, and for me, I'm going to throw it out there. I think Ray's going to win this one. Interesting. Nice. Well, I mean, the thing is with this, I mean, Samoa Joe is normally the, the big bad bully who seems to normally come up short. So, I mean, there is that chance that uh, that could happen. I want to see Joe have a lengthy reign as, as champion here. I still have this vision that uh, he will become uh, a big deal at some stage on the Raw brand. But... Um, I don't know. Hearing you speak, I feel I've kind of been swayed. I kind of agree. And the idea of Ray as the United States champion does throw out these new matches and opportunities. And I don't know, sometimes with a fresh start on the brand, I mean, Finn Balor feels like fresh with the IC belt. Joe isn't doing enough for me uh, hmm. as champion. So... But... <laughs> 
another another thought that's just come into my mind as well is you 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 said the right thing there as well, Steve, with him potentially being on the top bracket of of WWE um, television, you know, within the Universal um, title picture at least. And I know they had a form of feud. He he injured Rollins, didn't he, when he when he um, took him down that time in the Kimura Clutch, but. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see them two have a have a decent feud. I think you know if you take him out of that US title picture, um, he could easily be the next one to feud with with Rollins potentially, and and I think that would be a decent feud as long as he doesn't injure him again, um, which was I think just just an awkward turn and land. But um, yeah, wh- why not put him in in that? I think he'd be a credible heel to have up against um, Rollins. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. It certainly would be more interesting the the rumored one that's linked in at the moment, which. Of course, is uh, everybody's favourite son, Baron Corbin. Um, but uh, yeah, the face is it all there for you, ladies and gents. Um, we he's done, he does a good job as a heel, I suppose. But yeah, I don't I don't think it's what people want to see. It's not the good kind of heel heat necessarily when when people kind of want to turn off their TVs for him. But um, I do like some of the things they're doing with Corbin. But we'll talk more about him later on. Um, I, I for the Universal Championship picture, though, I agree with you. Joe would be. Uh, Someone I would like to see involved in that area. I think that he has the look, he has got the the in-ring ability, and I think he's got the the you know the potential to put on these 20, 25-minute great matches. So uh, uh, him or Rollins would, would be great against each other if they were to go forward. Perhaps even AJ if AJ's to win the belt. But um, I suppose we did see a lot of Joe and AJ last year. But um, there, there is there is a lot of potentials either way, and I do feel that this is a match that we're looking at the pay per view here. This is one of those that could go either way. Um, I, I think that there's there's a lot of room in in the Raw mid card, and it depends what they want to do with it. And I suppose I don't know how many heels there are. I suppose Lashley would be a, a natural fit to go against Ray next, but I want to see Ray against someone like Ricochet. I think that that would be a great match. Definitely, it would be repeating Lucha Underground. They did do a. a, a you know, a match when he was under the Prince Puma gimmick. Uh, it was an absolutely epic half an hour match they did on TV then. Uh, I would like to see that on, on WTV at some stage. But um, I don't know. I agree with you. I kind of have this feeling that uh, going into the pay-per-view that, that Ray's going to be the one coming on top, regardless of where they go forward after this. But um, so, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I'm going to go with the final call of Ray. Any more thoughts? Um, just another hill to throw into the mix, potentially up against him. Sami Zayn. I mean, he... I, I can't see him being in the top bracket just yet, but he, he would be a credible guy to go up against Ray as well. He certainly would indeed. It would be interesting to see Sami Zayn. In fact, Sami Zayn needs to get a championship as well, I feel, in WWE this year. I don't, don't remember the last time he held a belt in WWE, if he even has on the main roster. I think, if anything, would be one of the mid-card belts, but I don't remember that happening. So uh, it would be interesting to see how they would uh, throw that in if, if Zayn was to get himself into a championship picture. But um, moving on next, and I think we should look at the championship matches next before we go into the money in the banks themselves. Uh, so we'll start with the WWE Championship, as I mentioned, that'll probably be the one that's lower on the card. Uh, Kofi Kingston uh, going to be defending against Kevin Owens and what's been uh, certainly uh, an interesting feud going forward. I think we all seen it coming as it was going along and... Um, the interesting thing that's underlining for me on this one is, is the the role of Xavier Woods because he's been told to stay backstage a lot recently from Kofi Kingston. You can see there's a light, there's a little bit of tension in the air there. Um, we're all saying that Big E's going to be the guy that's going to come back and return and cost Kofi or, you know, perhaps be the guy that's that's uh, definitely going to be the the one that turns on the new day. But could Xavier Woods be the first one to do so? Well, I wouldn't have expected it, like you said, but. 
we've been fooled as we recently spoke about with with Shane McMahon you know him turning and um, being the surprise if that's what they do then credit to them because they've caught us all off guard I mean this is the first time we've spoke about it so um, but but there's definite there's definite um, crack starting to appear let's say um, you know and, and Kofi since he's had the belt he's, he seems to have this bit not in an arrogant way, but a bit of a chip on his shoulder and a, a bit like, you know, you stay back. I can handle this. I can do this on my own. And he, he wants to be that kind of, um, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Steve? Uh, well, just someone who, who can fight his own battles and doesn't need to rely on the help of the New Day. So um, he wants to take ownership of that title, which is, you know, is a good way to go. Don't get me wrong. There's not many champions that we can list who have had a team around them. Um, to support them in matches. Um, I don't know what the deal is with Big E either. How you know? I think he's been playing up a bit on Twitter with how long he's going to be out for. Yeah. Is that that just a smokescreen to say he's going to be back this weekend? Who knows? But um, yeah, it's not a bad shout. It's not a bad shout. I don't know how to call this this match though. Um, I'd love KO to hold the belt because I think he, for me, is probably in my top three heels um, when he's absolutely on fire. Um, And that, the video package from SmackDown where he was saying about why he is one of the best, for me, was an awesome little package they put together there, showing since he's come up to the main roster, starting with John Cena and going through, and they had clips of the the friendship with Jericho, um, you know, and all the stuff he's done since then with Kofi as well. I loved last week when he mentioned about the fact that, you know, he, he was trying to almost stir things up and to say to Big E, look how quickly they replaced you, which is something you mentioned mm-hmm. here on SCW, you know, uh, a few weeks ago. So it it's just been a really, I, I think considering how quickly it's been put together since Mania, I think now it's really starting to take shape. And what I like about it is we can usually get to these sort of matches and say, it's clear that Kofi's going to keep the belt or KO will win the belt. I can't call this one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if I could choose, it'd be KO, but I'm not, I'm not saying that that will happen. That's a, that, that's not even a prediction. That's, that's what I want to happen. But, um, and, and where it goes from there and who gets involved, you know, I'd, I just want to see this one play out. I am actually quite invested in this one. Yeah, I'm invested as well. I'm interested to see where it's going to go. And like you said a minute ago, that um, we, we don't quite know which way it's going to go. And I think that that means there has to be some credit given for the, for the booking here, actually, which uh, WWE Creative doesn't get a lot of recently. We, we seem to bash the product very quickly if, if we don't see something we like. Uh, but here, I think credit needs to be given. They've done a good job here with, with these two put together. And um, I, I, for me, I'm similar to you. I'm, I'm not quite sure it's going to go. I feel if Kofi loses, he's going to be cost the belt. I don't think it's going to be simple. He wasn't good enough. But I kind of feel that part of me just looked at this week and just said to myself, well, maybe, just maybe, um, Kofi's not going to lose this belt yet. They've, they've spent a good couple of weeks building him up. He had a couple of championship defenses, and he, he did well in those defenses. He beat more than credible people. Daniel Bryan, he beat on Raw. He beat... Uh, excuse me, AJ Styles and Sami Zayn on SmackDown in a triple threat match. So I, I do believe that maybe the, the Kofi mania 
could roll a little bit further into the summer. I don't think maybe the time is just yet. Um, I mean, we've got the Saudi Arabia show coming up, of course, which is now uh, going to be this year's Super Showdown. We've got uh, Stomping Grounds, which we mentioned a minute ago. Uh, we've probably even got Extreme Rules before SummerSlam. So there's actually... There is quite a few pay-per-view events that they could still keep the belt on, Kofi. Uh, if they wanted to have a fresh picture for SummerSlam, they've got time to keep it. And, I mean, it's not to say necessarily that this match is going to be decided at this pay-per-view either. And I feel that if there's going to be a false finish somewhere, this could be the match where there's a false finish. And um, I'm going to say Kofi keeps the belt, and I'm going to say Kofi gets the win. But uh, I'm not convinced that this feud is going to finish here. Hmm. The, the other thing to bear in mind is, unfortunately, we're saying about the unpredictability of, of this particular match, but the predictable thing is that Roman is going to get into the title picture at some point when a heel has the belt, we would assume. Yes. Um, because ultimately, if they stick him in against Kofi, I, I do worry that the booze could return for Roman. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so for me, it really depends on how... Roman's feud plays out as well because if we do think it's going to go down the line of him versus Shane at some point as well, which might not necessarily be one pay-per-view as well, um, then then you're right. It, it could be that Kofi keeps the belt. So I think that's that's another thing. If if they wanted to get the belt closer to Roman or certainly keep him in that put him in the picture a lot sooner, then I could probably see KO um, winning. So to, to then we've got a feud and a, and a face. Um, to battle a bit further on, maybe past a rematch if they want to go down that way with Kofi. But it's interesting. It certainly is. I mean, quick, quick question would be, if Kevin Owens wasn't the guy to be the the guy in between to hold the bell, who is the guy to hold the bell? Because Daniel Bryan's in tag team action. Uh, Randy Orton could be an option. They could, could throw it on him for a 14th time. Um, certainly wouldn't go amiss. But I do struggle to think where else they would do it, because I, I do think it's too soon for Andrade if he was to win the belt now. Um, and we look at the money in the bank people. I mean, Finn Balor's a face. Ali, I don't think, would would suit being WWE champion, just a personal opinion. Um, I think he could suit a mid-card championship, but I, I don't don't see him in the top bracket. Um, who else? The only other one that I could cut, see coming in and absolutely, you know, being a squash match would be Lars Sullivan. Mm. He's the only other one that I could see and then it being the battle that Reigns has got to take down this absolute monster. Again, a bit uh, we're going back down the Braun Strowman Reigns feud sort of um, yeah. alley there. But for me, he other than KO at the moment, he could be the only other heel to come in and and almost it it, it would be one of the matches where Kofi that that's that's just a step too far for him. Yeah. Um, which yeah. Who knows? I think with everything that's gone on recently with Lars, which is a whole other topic of debate, um, it, it may it may not happen no. just yet. But um, but he he could be a viable option, I think, if they wanted to build up this big kind of David versus Goliath sort of battle. Certainly, it depends how quick they want to pull the trigger. If especially if this does cool down at any point, it just feels though with with the fans and this this stuff keeps going viral on Lars. I I do worry for him that uh, he's not going to get the longevity that uh, he may have hoped for in WWE. It feels that uh, 
people seem to have it out for him. I, I don't, and, and perhaps justifiably so for some of the things that have perhaps been written um, on social media. I mean, WWE has taken a course of action, it believes now, uh, against uh, stuff he's said in the past. So we'll have to wait and see how it will affect his booking long term. But um, I do agree he would be a, a viable option. And um, I mean, it just, it's, it's, a, it's a shame, really, that, uh, you know, you don't, we can't really pinpoint something together where we can see the belt going from Kofi to Roman with someone in between if it isn't Kevin Owens properly really at the moment so it will be interesting to see how it all plays out but um, certainly um, the match we've got this Sunday is definitely going to be something that uh, we want to see and um, we want to see how it's going to play out and, and like we said it, it can go either way so we'll just have to wait and see but uh, I, I, I've gone for Kofi on that um, would, would your final answer be BK over here or uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> again, it's it's that I would like KO to win it. Um, let's let's stick my my uh, arm out and say, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, KO. Nice. Okay. Well, I think that might be the first time in the predictions we've gone opposite here. So that's uh, certainly is interesting. It is good. Well, let's see if we can keep it. Uh, on, on opposite opinions or the same for the Universal Championship match because uh, that's definitely going to have some interest in it with uh, Seth Rollins against AJ Styles. Certainly uh, a match that's uh, been many years in the making. Apparently they did have a match, uh, I believe it was, was it 2006 they said on the Indies this week on Raw? Um, you know, but um, only a handful of people would have seen that way back when and of course many years has passed since. These two are at the top of their game now. Um, I'm expecting we're going to get a, 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 a classic here. If WWE are, are going to allow this to be a, a one-and-done match, then uh, it, it, they should let them go completely all out and try and make the best match possible. But um, if I was to put a prediction on there straight off, I think Seth Rollins is going to retain. Um, the, the, the thing that I have a bit of an issue with this feud is that they've tried to make a feud out of it. Um, I would rather these guys just be that they're the best two in the world right now and it's just to... Not that Shane McMahon would agree with that, but, uh, you know, these are two of the best that what they do right now, and let's see who is the better man. Sometimes you don't need those feuds, and we've seen this uh, AJ Styles. Did he hit that phenomenal forearm purpose storyline only six months ago with Daniel Bryan? So I feel like it's just a, a rehashed storyline here going into the pay-per-view. But um, if I'm putting a pick, I'm going Rollins. James, what can I get from you? I agree with you on, on what you just said there, Steve. I think some of it has been a little bit forced. Um, when they could have, yeah. Some, I, I don't mind the um, the uh, kind of mic work where they where they'll go a bit kind of well, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you, and and bring up their their histories of of um, titles won and feuds they've been in and things like that and who they've competed against. But it is when that when it feels a little bit false sometimes. And like you say, we've seen a little bit of um, like you said with the forearm. Did he mean it or not? We've, like you say, we've seen that before. So it was interesting because I would say if anyone's come across more heelish out of the two, it's been AJ. Um, that's my opinion. Um, I don't know if we'll see a full heel turn from anyone. I, I hope it's a match where, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Seth, Seth will keep the belt, but I'm hoping it will be a match where it ends with a handshake and a, you know, respect. And then they they go off and go on to do whatever their next um, um, you know storyline is. 
Yeah, I, I think that would be the perfect scenario. Would be the, the the outcome I'd like to see as well. I, I agree with you. He'll, as much as fun as AJ is as a heel, I, I don't think there's a necessary for him to do that right now on Raw. We've got enough heels. Uh, if anything, that it seems to be a bit where we need AJ as a face right now. And I, I think he's popular enough as well as a face. I don't think he's there's any need to turn him heel anytime soon. So I would like to see AJ keep the uh, the, the face run, and I'd like to see him uh, continue with a new feud afterwards. But uh, I agree with you, Seth to carry on to a new feud more than likely gets Baron Corbin. But so uh, that's if you believe that the, the, the rumor meal that's going along, but um, we mentioned Baron Corbin, perhaps we should move on to the money in the bank ladder matches because um, certainly always a lot of interest, a lot of intrigue in those. And I'm going to do my best off the top of my head to not forget any names here. So let's try and do this together. We've got on the raw side of things. Then we've got Drew McIntyre. We've got Baron Corbin, We've got Ricochet, and replacing Braun Strowman is Sami Zayn. And on the SmackDown side, we've got Randy Orton, we've got Andrade, we've got Ali, and we've got the Intercontinental Champion, Finn Balor. So we've got eight superstars there. Um, looking at it, we've got, I think, three or four potentials here that I think would be good shouts to win this match. It just depends on the direction that WWE wants to go in. But before I say anything, James, I want to come to you and I would like to talk to you about this match and get your feelings on it. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. I like the names that are in it. Um, there's a couple that I would... I think I still would have rather seen Alistair Black in it somewhere, um, probably in place of um, Ali, to be honest. I, I don't feel... that The problem for Ali is he... He was on that kind of wave um, leading up to um, when he got his injury. And since he's come back, it hasn't quite, for me, um, taken off again. Because no. um, all of that momentum that he was building shifted over to Kofi and then look where he is now. Yeah. Um, Alistair Black, I think, would have been interesting because he was in that, that tag with um, Ricochet. So that would have opened up some, you know, moments where they would have probably been facing off against each other, just them two standing in the ring, and then they have to have to go, which would have been interesting. Um, but but on the whole, I think taking Braun out of it is a is a clever move because, you know, he won it last year. We know what you get with Braun. I think having too many big guys in these sort of matches doesn't usually work, and we've already got Drew McIntyre in there. We've already got Baron Corbin there. Two, two big guys. Do you know what I mean? That's for me is enough. Um, you've got the wrestlers in there for high spots. All I will say is after the end of SmackDown and not the end of Raw, but the person's match of Raw, I think, unfortunately, it's safe to say Ricochet's probably not going to win it um, after, after he'd done a runner. And not just that, it didn't didn't look right, him with the, the briefcase. It just looked really weird. It didn't have that right feel. And... Um, yeah, usually, like we've said before, it's whoever's ending kind of on top from the, the TV show before doesn't tend to be the one that wins. So, um, yeah, it's a shame, but he'll be the one who has most of the high spots, I would say. Yeah, I imagine him and Ali are going to somewhere do some sort of suicidal dive somewhere that's going to just uh, take them both out of the match. I thought originally that was the idea of Braun being in the match to literally do something that would, you know making some stupid insane spot which is going to make us go wow and then they're out of the match completely but um i, I will be uh, interested to see what they're going to do that they're, they're going to be the sparks that are going to make this memorable perhaps but um 
we've got the the unpredictability factor and and the real sort of oh my god we don't want him to win factor of Baron Corbin why is he in there uh, which I think a lot of fans will probably turn if he does win it but uh, certainly does have that for me that's what puts a bit of excitement of him being in it I, I like the idea that we are oh, the guy we don't want to win can win it that's that that for me it does have a bit of appeal um Randy Orton he's been there before um he is someone that doesn't need it but perhaps if he was to ever get back to the top he would need Absolutely. it so yeah. he actually perhaps could be someone sorry could. Just, just to say as well he, he's the sort of person that could could win it and then hold it for ages and and go right under the radar. He doesn't need to be the monster in the bank or, you know, any sort of gimmick to go with it. He would literally, you you might not see him for three months and all of a sudden he just pops out of nowhere and cashes in. That would be the good thing about Randy, I think. Yeah, I would agree with that entirely. And I just have to say, you mentioned gimmicks there. If anyone from WWE ever decides to watch this video, please no gimmicks with the Money in the Bank name. I do not want to hear... Bliss in the bank, monster in the bank, you know, any of these now, I hate them with a passion. Um, it, it, it doesn't work for me. Goddess in the bank, whatever, don't do it. I, I can't stand it. Um, but um, if they probably watch this, it'll encourage them even more, won't it? But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, look, at, look at the other ones we've got in, in the match there. I mean, Sami Zayn is a late replacement, and I agree with you. It kind of almost feels that uh, Braun's been taken out for a storyline purpose. There was rumours that he was working hurt. But it feels that this is more storyline-based. Maybe he's going to take out Drew McIntyre or Baron Corbin or Sami Zayn. And there's going to be a program with one of them three there going forward. But I feel I feel safe to say that Baron Corbin's probably going to escape here and is probably going to end up taking on Seth Rollins after this. So it makes you wonder which of those two Braun is going to be taking out. You'd imagine he'd want to take both of them out of the match. Um if he was to successfully do that, that would leave it down to Finn Balor or Andrade. But um, my prediction is going to be the same here. I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre to, to win this purely because of the fact that I do think that um, he's the guy with the most to gain from this match, along with Andrade. I think them two are the two that are the best candidates to win this, in my personal opinion. Um, Drew McIntyre wouldn't necessarily be a long holder of the briefcase, but at the same time, he would be someone that... He would be calculated and would know when to cash it in. He would be successful. Uh, and when you've got AJ Styles and Seth Rollins now on WWE programming for the Universal Championship, it feels almost that we're going to get Drew McIntyre interrupt that somewhere, somewhere down the line quite quickly. He'd be the champion against Rollins, him being the champion against Styles, maybe a triple threat. It feels like that uh, that would be the direction. I mean, and they could go that way anyway. They don't necessarily need to give him the case, but I think it just would make sure that he would win the contract and he would win the belt because I think it, he he should win the belt this year. I think he's done some good building work since being on the main roster, and I think it's it's time to give him a go and see where it leads. Mm, no, I agree, Steve. I think... When you look at the
if it's not him for me. Just since coming back, he the crowd. Don't seem doing a the the question will be that also depends Him really, we've got Naomi. We've Um, potentially good.
Cameron into the match when she and deserves a crack with Um, so the, the needs like hugs and stuff we have like this when it comes to this money again you know could that be a sign that she's going to come out on top on Sunday Um, yeah, but up, you know, from a character perspective, and I think it's gonna it'll be less of the hugs and more of the thug. Um, but it's uh. One one thing I'm intrigued to see is people from the outside. You've mentioned mentioned Sasha Banks there. Nikki Cross played an interesting role this week with filling in for um, Alexa Bliss, and she's going through somewhat of a character change at the moment as well. And I I, I think the potential of Nikki Cross is great as well. I'm I'm surprised she isn't actually in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, but could we see her starting to align herself? I agree with you. I when Alexa said she was going to be in it, I thought at the time she might be on to win it again. Yeah. Um, and I'd be happy for her too. I, I think she's she's lost her way a bit for, from injury. And I think she, again, could do with this. Um, that's not to say that she couldn't get back to where she was without it. Yeah. But, you know, I think the, the moment of bliss stuff is becoming a little bit... Um, irrelevant now as well I don't, I don't see the point of it as much no. um, so th- there's a few different angles that they could go with um, like you said Ember Moon another one we've always been high praise for um, again the injury's probably taken a little bit 
of her momentum away again. So she might just need to rebuild that up before she starts getting into this sort of um, picture. And again, I, I just don't feel a, a face uh, with the briefcase is is one that works. I think the heels usually tend to be the better option. So, yeah, for me, I'm still going to stick with Mandy, but Bailey's not a bad shout at all. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think Mandy would be a good shout. Um, it feels that they are teasing a breakup with her and Sonya Deville on SmackDown for Again. a little while now. So, um, yeah, they could they could do that. And that, that would be a way of... Uh, Putting Mandy in the in a position of power with a briefcase, and that could be a way long term to build Sonya up as a as a top face. You never know. So there, there is uh, definitely some some angles they could go down that route there with with SmackDown Live. And I wonder again when the cash-ins would be. Um, would they be long term or would they uh, be short term booking ideas? We we'll have to wait and see. I suppose it depends on the holder, like we say. But if if Mandy was to win it, I would imagine to be someone to keep the briefcase for a long time. Would you feel the same? Yeah, if um, yeah, if if she was, if it's Bailey, I could easily see her getting involved. If 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 my, I I was thinking that the women's might kick off the main uh, main event, their ladder match. If Bailey was to win that, then and then insert herself into the Becky Charlotte match, which could potentially main event the event. We don't know yet. Um, that would be interesting to have all three of them in a triple threat. Yeah, that certainly would be interesting. It's something we haven't seen before either, so it would actually take away the element of uh, of a rerun. Uh, so it would be kind of interesting to see if that was to play out. And and just to throw another spanner in the works, what if what if Sasha was to turn up when them three were in the ring? Interesting, interesting. I mean, that's just come, that's just naturally come up now. So imagine if we were writing for WWE, we'd be oh God, it'd be amazing. The the, the 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 writers wouldn't have to worry anymore, would they? Let's be fair. But no, no, enough of us blowing our own trumpets. Uh, the, but as but if, as... if this does happen on yeah. Sunday, you heard it here on SCW first. <laughs> you did, you did. And it's to be fair, it. if if that does happen, then I will be submitting this tape uh, through. Yeah. And um, yeah, I want, we will want uh, definitely want some royalties for the ideas. Um, they can thank us later. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it would. Be, uh, do you know what? If that was to happen, I would be massively on board with that. I think a lot of people would would uh, that would get people talking. I mean, that's the thing. I, I think that's a big problem with the product. It's not the fact that we need these spaces to come on the shows, and this is what makes the difference. Is things that get people talking. And obviously, I mean, we are going to be talking about a couple of things that have got people talking this week before we close up. But uh, we do have two more matches to go um, on, on the uh, pay-per-view. So we will come back to those. But um, certainly uh, Becky Lynch is, is something we need to, to close up the pay-per-view on because it feels like this could be the main event area of, of the pay-per-view because it is the top featured match on WWE.com for this pay-per-view. It's not the, the two... Um, she saw like the poster for it, and then you've got AJ and, and uh, Seth Rollins as the picture main event match. But when you go in the list of matches, the women's is the top match, so it, it implies that that will be the main event. So it implies Becky could be as well defending both belts one after the other. It'll be interesting to see how they're going to do that. Are they going to put one match at the start of the card and one at the main event, or are they going to 
one after the other. It's going to be very interesting to see how it's going to play out on, on the card itself but um, and which order they're going to do the matches in. But I believe Lacey Evans is going to be the first match. I have this feeling that um, they, they will go for that first, and I, I think that Becky will come through that. I, I don't feel that... Um, I feel Lacey's a great character work. I think she's still a little bit to go on the in-ring side of things, but she certainly is... Uh, there's certainly potential with Lacey. She's definitely got somewhere that, that she can go. Um, Charlotte, I can see being the second match, and that's going to be interesting how that's going to play out. I said a long time ago, I think that should be the DQ, if there's going to be a DQ. Uh, it will protect everybody um, going forward, and that would be a great place for a cash-in for Bailey. So that's that's my pay-per-view prediction, that Becky will still have two belts unless there's a cash-in. But um, how and where will be interesting. But uh, I'm interested in your thoughts on this, Jay, how, how the women's championship picture is going to look after Money in the Bank. Mm, well, it's it's great that Lacey's finally involved in, in some matches, to be honest with you. And like you say, her promo work, I thought on Raw and on SmackDown this week was really good. Um, I don't think she's going to win the title just yet. I think, Becky, again with you, other than what we just predicted with potential horsewomen reunions um i think becky will come out of the the uh, money in the bank money in the bank pay-per-view with both belts still mm. um and yeah I, th- I think potentially there's i think she'll cleanly win against lacy and and depending on what happens in in the other match i still think she'll come out with a belt do you feel there's a potential one of these matches could be very quick not necessarily um one because i don't want to see lacy get squashed and buried no. straight away if if one was going to be quick it'd probably be that one um but like i say uh, i'd hate to see her buried that that soon into mm-hmm. a kind of main roster debut as in in that title picture um and the, her versus Charlotte one, no. The only way it would is if they did go down the line of doing one straight after the other, and mm. she's fatigued from the, from the first match. So that could be the only way that would happen. But I can't see him going down that route just yet. No, I hope not either. It would certainly be interesting to see how it's going to play out. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Becky two belts. Will she be Becky no belts? Or will uh, she be... Uh, I can't remember what Lacey said on SmackDown, but uh, I think it was... Uh, uh, along the lines of that she that she would knock her out with a with the with the woman's rights either way, but um, yeah, that that is money in the bank. They're summed up there from us and uh, how we feel it is going to be. Um, it, it certainly has got potential to be a good event. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing how it's going to play out. And it feels at the moment the pay per views are the saving grace for WWE because the build up work is where they need to improve on. I mean, we said their ideas are things that can just get people talking immediately, and that certainly would be a uh, you know, a great idea that you've come up with there. And uh, one thing that has been a, a great idea in WWE has been uh, the repackaging of Bray Wyatt. Um, it's certainly been something that's got a lot of people talking, this Firefly Funhouse, um, the idea of this kind of guy that's almost like a, a children's TV presenter to a degree, the way he's sort of trying to get people on his side and how he's a good guy now. And we've been let into this dark secret this week um, of, of the other side of Bray. And, um, I mean, he could be joining Slipknot, I'm not sure, but um, it it feels to me that uh, he's uh, got this really dark character with this mask, and the whole look in general was was very much esque of like a horror movie, Um, and I believe actually he got help with with 
uh, someone involved with Night of the Dead, uh, what I've read uh, over the last 24 hours to to help with with some of this image imagery and character work to get the green light to go forward with this. Um, it certainly is something that's paid off. People were talking about it. Yeah, definitely. I saw it this week. Um, actually, on on Monday, um, people was uh, UK time when it was shown, probably seven eight o'clock ish. Uh, yeah, I, as as a grown man watching it, I think it's. Of being, you know, the old Bray Wyatt to some extent, um, but this is a completely different. You know, he's got like or post. I think the guy he either has done the masks for Slipknot before, or took inspiration from them masks and used them as an idea to to Bray. There's room. Underneath, I don't think he's going to actually wrestle in the mask. I, mm -hmm. I don't think that's usually that practical anyway with masks yes. and things. Um, so, you know, we're probably going to see a whole other side to him at some point. Am I right in thinking he he's going to make his first dim ring appearance next Monday? I'm not sure. I mean, that that is a potential something that could happen. Um, it's interesting to see. I mean, the one thing I did read on that article that I was looking at is that they're not done yet with, with surprising us. There's more things still to come. So whether they're going to be in this house. Um, but what will be interesting is where the character, like you said there, if he does go to in-ring next week, is where does it go from there? Because that's the that's the thing now. It's, they're kind of in a safe zone at the moment with this like backstage, not got the crowd. We're just watching it. The, the crowd in the arena are watching it like we are on the TV, and it's it's almost like a safe area. When it's yeah. in front of a live audience where you can people shouting what and all this different stuff, as, 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 as uh, you know, relentless as the crowd can be, are we going to let this get over? Or is there going to be some holes in this where it's not going to connect well with other superstars? Uh, I mean, the amount of teases that Bray has done with other superstars of where he might be putting his attention to as well is very interesting. He's offered himself as a third member of the Shield. Um, he's also some, teased himself going after Samoa Joe. He's even teased himself going to SmackDown Live himself. So um, it's an interesting part of which show he's going to end up on and where he's going to be placed and what he's going to be going after. A lot of people see so much potential in him. They, I mean, when we speak to George, he has high praise for this and Is there going to be disappointment if getting it over?
probably not. With, with what's going And he said, How surprised I was. He can watch it and go. You know, I mean, there's a frightened him to death. Do you know what I mean? It, that play on his mind, probably. So it, it's a very interesting route that they've gone down, and to, to especially as well to um, reveal it in London at the O2, where you're going to have a lot of, probably a lot of young kids, because, you know, I think in America, it's a lot, obviously a lot easier to go and see it if it's in your state or near where you're living. Obviously, over here, it's a bit of a once in a, maybe not once in a lifetime, but it's not as easy to, to go for for UK fans to go and see. So a lot of kids are going to be there. And I just wonder whether it's... more of the adult audience rather than the younger audience and mm. uh watched to uh, like generally were creeped out by it so it is interesting to see how and where it's going to go next and um yeah i mean it's it's a it's a definitely fun um We've kept guessing. We don't know the answers, and uh, hopefully, very soon, we're going to get a good idea of where it's going to go. And um, long may it continue. And, and hopefully, this will encourage. This is something that's got through. Um, Vince has approved it, and it's apparently. I mean, if you believe ringsidenews.com, it's quite hard to get in Vince's ear for him to approve things that are not his ideas at the minute, uh, even in.
pay a lot. And, you know, for him to be built up something now, which is probably more talked about than he ever was with the Wyatts, you know, this is from from where we were three, four weeks ago when we first saw, you know, the, the vignettes coming out, this is nowhere near. almost in a schizophrenic way that everyone's on his side, maybe backstage he's that happy guy in, in the sweater, and when he goes to the ring we've got this dark image. He can have these imaginative characters around him if, if that's, you know, a benefit. explosive as he um so i don't necessarily think he needs it but whether Yeah. We see. being involved how it's going to work out.
course, for the Saudi show. would have been when them these two I would say I mean, yeah. Mario, we get a spin. I am a match that I because you're saying. seems to be back in the front.
little chuckle to myself because I think actually money in the bank was given for the wrong pay-per-view this year. Um, I think Vince could have could have had that for them instead, couldn't they? But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, looking at it, I don't know. It's it's certainly interesting when you got these legends and Randy Orton. There's another match that's been put together. Um, do we, we do we want to see it in 2019? I'm not so sure. I mean, it's going to be a slow paced match once again. It's an excuse for Triple H to lace up the boots. I mean, I arguably feel that the this is what went wrong and why WWE is probably partly in the position it's in now is that you could argue they tried to build the stars up with the Shield and they tried with Daniel Bryan and stuff. But I feel that past CM Punk that they haven't really been able to build that top top. You know, we can rely on this guy for the company kind of feel. I mean, they're trying, they're doing it with Roman Reigns, but they are at an all-time low. I mean, we have to remember right now that they are probably the worst ratings we're getting and probably the worst criticism going since 1995, uh, 96 at the product. So you could argue and say that they are looking to build what is their next Stone Cold, the next Rock, the next Undertaker. They're trying to find those people now so they can they have the talent pool, but it's just trying to get them there. And then that's where we'll, we'll move forward and then say, right, okay, we've got on. The greatest battle royal. So oh, we, cool. have the, we had the 50-man Royal Rumble last year. We've got a 50-man battle royal this year. So I think we could expect, really, perhaps people that don't have a match to be thrown into this. I mean, probably looking at talents that are not putting main event matches or championship matches. Maybe we get some of the NXT guys, 205 Live. Maybe even NXT UK could be thrown here. It looks like a full roster will be going to Saudi Arabia for this show anyway, particularly from, from the male roster anyways. And, of course, uh, some of the WWE signed Saudi Arabian talents that were featured, uh, I believe, on the first show that we... Uh, the, the first time WWE went to Saudi Arabia. Maybe they could use one or two of those talents in the Battle Royal as well. Maybe, uh, you know, they might get some fans on side for that. So it wouldn't surprise me on that. But uh, I wouldn't want to pick a winner at this stage. It's far too soon to tell who's going to actually be in the match so uh, I think obviously we'll probably talk more about it as we get towards uh, the Super Showdown for Saudi Arabia on June the 7th in future SCW episodes 
But that's all anyway from SCW this week. They're talking about everything, money in the bank there for you, as well as Bray Wyatt and other topics anyway. Um, we do thank you for watching as always. And uh, yeah. for watching. We'll see you next time here on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you may be checking us out.